Welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. I am your host, Mia Moran. Moms have the power to change the future, but not if we're stressed out and exhausted. Looking at food, lifestyle, spirituality, and work, the Plan Simple Podcast is for busy moms who want to create a healthier and happier future. Listen in for inspirational conversations and valuable strategies to plan for your best life. Welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about summer plans. I don't know about you, but life is feeling a little bit different right now. So this summer may not be at all how you thought it would be when you were thinking about summer back on those cold January days, right? Or even in March when we were already home, but we had this hope that maybe things would change quicker than they have. I'm hearing a lot of, I wish it would just go back to normal in my community, with my clients, just in my neighborhood. And I get that because there's many things about last spring and summer that felt easier. Oh my gosh, there's things about like every summer I've ever experienced that felt easier than how it feels right now. Little things like the kids could go to camp or sometimes they could even go to their grandparents' house. And both of these things allowed me to actually get my work done and be able to concentrate, or at least this is what I thought. We're going to get more into this in a second. It was also relatively easy to go for a swim, to plan for a camping trip, to go to the beach, to get gas, to stop and go to the bathroom. All these things that we may have always had as a, as a privilege, as a way of summer, don't feel as easy right now. And I feel like a lot of that, for me at least, was about creating summers always that had times of focused work and also times of summer fun. And that feels just different right now. And so that's what I've been thinking a lot about and why I wanted to record this podcast. So along with really reminiscing of what the little parts of summer I miss... I've also been thinking a lot about what normal was and just this whole idea of wishing that things would go back to normal. Everything that I do here at Plan Simple is at some level to disrupt normal because many of us are eating too much food that doesn't nourish us, doing too many things each day, which cause us to be in a constant state of busy and actually don't help with that nourishment piece. And we rarely have time to just be, to be quiet, to be unstructured, to just be with ourselves and our bodies and our minds. And while we're doing all these things or not doing all these things, we're working really hard and we're pretty dependent about how we work really hard, right? We've constructed our work days so that they happen while our kids are at school learning or being entertained or whatever you want to think of school as. And those hours got 
really set for us, right? So many times we have to scramble and figure out things for our kids to do after the actual school hours end. But our work days and our school days are pretty dictated. They're pretty normal. They're pretty rhythmic. And they're also based on a time when we needed those hours for factory workers to do what they needed to do during the Industrial Revolution. So actually, the system wasn't created for us today. It was created for a very different normal um, way back when. And I think that that's, that's always really important to look at because what if we don't need to go back to what normal was? What if what we really need is a new normal? What if the biggest health crisis that I've heard even my parents feel like they've experienced, so I know that this is a big one. What if the biggest health crisis and the biggest really civil rights movement that's been in my life, what if they're right here in front of us so that we can actually make some big changes? What if this isn't about going back to the old normal? Because what if normal wasn't optimal? What if that's not good? I mean, many things are showing us right now that it wasn't, yet somehow we still have this craving to go back because it was comfortable. It was easier. We could get our work done when the kids were out of the house. We could go to our exercise class alone. We could depend on other people for what we needed to learn. We could, we could go visit the doctor, which we can't even necessarily do right now, right? So when women decide to step into FLOW, which is our accountability program, FLOW 365, and actually stay tuned because some real big, amazing changes are coming to that. I really want it to be accessible to more, more often. So I've, I've been tweaking stuff so that we can make that happen. And when women come to that, it's because they've decided that it's time to make a big change in themselves. Usually it's something to do with they're facing a really big change that they want to make themselves. And it looks a little bit of a different way for everybody because flow stands for food, lifestyle, home, and work. So it's really about creating a balanced lifestyle. So there's usually one trigger area that causes people to realize that they need to make a big change. So a lot of times it's the food that they're eating or the work that they're doing. I feel like those are the two biggest reasons people come and wanting to change their work or um, eat food that serves them in a way that doesn't disrupt the other areas. Women come looking for way more balance because we live in a system that is not balanced, does not help us balance, is not supporting our balance. So we usually have to do that work on our own. Um, and a lot of women come because literally they are drowning and can't figure out how to take care of themselves in our current system. And so we do a lot of work about putting our oxygen mask on, taking really good care of ourselves and making the time to do that um, and creating those boundaries in our own life. And so the changes are big and they're disruptive. So we always start with a plan because when change is big, we really have to reimagine the systems that are at work in our life because the systems are what start to drive us instead of our own internal knowing. And when we do these big changes, they 
because they're big, because they're different, because they're not our normal, we really do need that blueprint, that plan in order to show up to it every day because there's enough with just the emotions that come up and having to steer around those that we really want to understand what's next, what's next, what's next, so that we can do some of the internal work we need to do to show up as our best selves to this work, if that makes sense. So you may have some big changes that you want to see in your life, or maybe you're just trying to survive in the current state of the world, which the interesting thing about the current state of the world is that it's really asking us to change, right? The current state of healthcare and racism are two systems that were literally built to keep us small and are really needing change. We're, we're being called to change those by all of the things that are going on in our world right now. So I decided that today what we could do is we could make a plan. And here's the interesting thing about this plan. I'm not, we're not going to go into making a heavy plan. We're not going to talk about changing the world in this plan. We're not going to talk about the big 90 day goal. I'll be back on real soon to talk about that again. Because I think it is important to know that you can tackle some of these big goals in a shorter amount of time than you might think. But the plan we're going to talk about today is just meant to keep us moving forward in little but meaningful ways. ways. And it's subtle, but it's conscious. And it may not be the planning of a revolution, but it may be the grounding you need to start seeing your part in the revolution. And it's not camp, which I know we're all wishing existed if we have kids who are of that age. It's not a job for a teen. But it is a few little things that will give you maybe a few hours to get some work done, knowing that the house is still working, the kids are not just drowning in video games, and that everybody's doing something that's a little bit more purposeful than they would have without this plan. And I do find that when life gets so big and heavy, which I really do think is where we are right now, life is heavy. The people that I tend to meet and come here to do this work tend to fall into one of two camps. One, they take it all on. I definitely, I actually fall a little bit into both camps, but we take it all on. And what that means is that it becomes hard to move. When we take it all on, it's like we're standing in five feet of mud, four feet of mud, depending how tall you are, like almost your chest of mud. And that keeps you really motion, motionless because it's debilitating. And so it becomes harder just to move forward in just the daily things. So not only are you not saving the world, you may not find that it's easy to put dinner on the table or make the money that you need to make to pay your bills. And so what we want to do is figure out how to move forward one little step at a time. And then the other camp is that maybe you've picked up on some of the tools that we talk about here and that are part of what I would call the wellness world and taking care of yourself. But 
in order to really, and, and you dive into those in order to get your oxygen mask on, but in order to do that, you pretty much have to tune out the rest of the world, which is sometimes what we have to do at the beginning of a big change. And so it becomes more like a sprint than a marathon because it's not taking into account your life or the world around you. And so at some point we come up from that deep dive and it's kind of like we're out of breath. And then again, we're in this state where we can't move forward because we don't know how to use those tools with our kids home, when tragedy happens around us. And that's actually when we need them most. So those are the two camps I see the most often. And in what I'm offering you today, I would love us to find the middle ground. And really make a plan for this summer, so we're going to keep it light, that helps us just stay in motion. Like the goal of this is really just to stay in conscious motion. So I want you to take into account what's happening all around us. We're all going to take into account what's happening all around us. And I want you to think about where you stand right now. Like what are some of the things that you want to do around what's happening around you? Just you know, let the initial thoughts come in. Again, this is not about saving the world. What's happening around you might be that your kids are constantly falling apart because there's no structure. Um, It doesn't have to be about the state of the world. You don't have to go sewing a thousand masks or joining a march every day. Those things are all nice and they might come into your plan, but that's not necessarily what this is about. This is about understanding what's happening around you and what you need to do right now and really making a conscious choice of that from your internal compass. So let me tell you a little bit about me. (laughs) So I know that right now I need my, I think it's called perimenopausal body to feel better. I really need to feel my strongest and healthiest version of how I can feel today. I've been fighting it a little bit. I've been wanting to feel like my 20-year-old self, and I recently turned 45. I am not my 20-year-old self. And I need to really embrace that, but also learn what I can do to really feel good. Because I actually have a lot of faith that I could feel Similarly, I'm in a different body, but that I could feel the energy that I felt in my 20s. It's just going to look a little bit different, but I just need the next level of tools. And I know that. And I I feel like that's in response to the world right now because there's a lot I want to do. There's a lot of ways I want to help. And I can't do that from the depleted state of myself that I sometimes feel in these days. And so I really need to get strong. And it also obviously helps with the virus to be as strong as you can. I also really want to do my part in being anti-racist. You've heard me have some of those conversations around here. And for me right now, that's about learning. It's about reading books. It's about taking classes. It's about really learning what, what I can do, where I'm from, what parts of the system I'm really feeding into because it was a system I was born into and how I need to change some of my actions going forward um, to be anti-racist. And for me right now, this really is about learning as much as it could also be around 
you know, signing petitions, going to marches, like I know that I have a level of learning that I need to do to really be effective. I also want to be super connected and be able to have fun with my kids while they're home because they're teenagers um, and we're sort of stuck at home as everybody is. And I just want, I want to feel that this summer. I want to, I want to take advantage of the fact where I can, that they're not in camp, even though I'm having to also get work done. Um, I want to be able to create a rhythm for us that allows me to, us all to connect with each other. I also have on my list that in order for that to happen, one of the things they might do is pitch in a little bit around the house. We'll get more to that in a minute. And I also want to get really good work done and I want to get it done efficiently. So I feel like I did lean into the systems we had around working while the kids were away and in school. That definitely has been disrupted since March. And I feel like a little bit, I was putting on that big summit, the art of 90 days. And so what I had to do a little bit was push through. I just had to be able to show up to that because I had already made it a goal. I wasn't going to not put that on for you all. And so I really needed to just push through that. And I did that. And now I'm not in, in as much in a push phase. And so I feel like I'm really needing to figure out like, how does one really get work done efficiently? Because what I'd done is I'd grown my work based on the time I was given by our systems, right? I'd grown my work based on how long the kids were out of the house and now we're all here. And so I'm trying to figure out how I can be most efficient, learning from all my amazing entrepreneur friends who homeschool their kids by choice and still get a lot done. I also want to pay attention to how we use resources as a family. So one of the things that really came out of this coronavirus time was just a lot of lessons about the earth. I was really struck by the pollution and how it wasn't as much once we were all home. And so I want to keep rolling with that. I want to do my part with that um, and really pay attention to how we're using resources and what we're doing. And so from all these ideas, these thoughts, these sort of big and lofty thoughts, they're kind of too big and lofty for me just to act on every day, right? Like I can't wake up in the morning and just be like, how am I going to show up and be... Um, and serve our planet, you know, how am I going to show up and eat just perfectly for where I am right now? That's not, those aren't doable actions for that way of being. So what I want to do next is make a plan, which I've done and which I will share with you over on Instagram. So you can go check that out in the next couple of days, my actual plan. But I also made you worksheets so that are planning sheets so that you can do this work too, so that you have something that you can fill out to do some of this thinking as well for the different things that you're thinking about right now, so that you're not thinking of your own big lofty ideas on a daily basis, but actually have things in your life that support those ideas um, so that you can really be moving for this summer yourself and don't feel stuck in mud or at, in constant battle with your kids or just like the world is happening to you instead of you figuring out how you can operate in the world. So make sure to go to the show notes for this episode so that you can download the planning sheets. You can do that going by going to 
um, plansimple.com slash summer plan. So fun. Okay, but before you do that, I'm just going to tell you a little bit about what you can expect on these sheets, some of the things you might plan for. And just in case you're a notebook person or you want to make something yourself, I'm going to give you all the prompts that are from the planning sheets so that you can understand what, what it is that we're even looking at. So as usual, I want you to start with you. I want you to really think about these big ideas. And these big ideas are going to trickle into your family, but I want you to think about what you need in your part of your life um, that will reflect these big ideas in the day-to-day. So here's some of the prompts on this planning sheet. And they are just like, it's a one pager for each. There's three one pagers, one for just you, one for your family and one for each kid. And the idea is that possibly you could clean off that messy side of the fridge and put these on there so that you can remember as you're walking by, you can grab it when you're making your weekly plan and see which parts of it you can fit in. If you're going on a vacation, you can look at your these sheets and be like, oh yeah, I want to bring this book or I want to remember to do this thing. And it will just jog your memory to the things that could actually support uh, the ways that you're really wanting to be in the world right now. So we're starting with you. The first prompt is about the books you want to read, right? So how often do you, first of all, our libraries aren't really working how we're used to them. Maybe you have a Kindle, maybe you have a bookshelf full of books, or maybe you need to go order something um, from your local bookstore or from Amazon to go on vacation. But whenever you go to do any of those things, it's just not clear what what it is that you want to read. So choose those books, choose those books now and choose them based on your big ideas. So I can tell you that I'm definitely have some books on my list um, that are nonfiction and very focused on anti-racism. I also have some books that are written by black authors so that just fiction books, like really good fiction because I want to read fiction, but I also want to be supporting that bigger goal of mine. So I just get to really mindfully choose what these things are. And then when I'm in this frazzled state of needing to get out the door to go, you know, swimming in the pond or go to the beach or whatever, I can look at that sheet and know right away what book I want I need to take instead of needing to make that choice in the moment, which either I'll forget the book or just not make the choice that really serves what I want. Also, it asks you to think through some self-care rituals. And this is really thinking about the summer as the season. What do you need this summer? given our current circumstances. So what self-care do you need? Do you need to wake up a little earlier and have some time alone? Do you need to start a journaling practice so you can really be moving through a lot of the emotions that are going on in your head right now that are swirling around? Is it the perfect time to figure out meditation? Um, None of those, like the meditation part and the writing part, actually those don't even have to be alone. Those could be with family. Those are some of the things that are on my list, just So I'm sharing as I go, but what are the ones that you need and how can summer really support you in making those happen for yourself? Do you have any food goals? So I have a really big health goal, which definitely has some food goals built into it. So 
I'll write those down. Like what are the ways, what are the food goals I have that are really going to make me feel the way I want to feel? Some of my food goals also have to do with this idea of the planet. So one of the things that we did was we joined a farm share this summer. And so I really want to build that into our weekly flow, which I have to admit we have not done yet. I keep sending my husband to go get it. So, but I want you know, the kids to be able to come. There's a time where you can pick flowers and pick other things. And it just feels like that's very connecting um, to our planet and allows us to maybe make some different choices, you know, after that, based on the fact that we understand that this is how food is made. So the other prompt is just thinking about how we can make the world a better place um, this summer. So for me, some of that's about learning, some of that that's about racism, some of that's about um, the environment, and just thinking through the little ways that I can be useful. So, you know, one of my the ways is having conversations um, with people I care about, and some of them you'll hear here um, about anti-racism, and also composting, like that's just a little thing that we're, that we're going to instigate again in our home that we haven't done for a while um, that serves the planet. So it's how can I consciously make the world a better place um, this summer? And each of these things has a space for like three or five um, things. So don't, if you're doing this in your notebook, don't make the list like a hundred. The idea is that, you know, there's three or five things that you're focused on um, and you, you actually can do them. Okay, I here's some of the other prompts that are on the Just For Me sheet. Work projects that I want to work on and that on purpose has less numbers than some of the other ones because I find that myself and my audience tends to need to maybe um, be able to unplug from work a little bit. So I want to get really conscious about the projects that are important that I'd be working on this summer. Um, some of them are going to really in a fun way affect you. So I'm excited to share those soon. Uh, around the house, like what needs to happen around the house this summer and how does us being home, like what does that give us an opportunity to do that maybe we wouldn't have had otherwise? What do I need to learn this summer? So again, I'm going back to those big ideas and I happen to be doing a a food program that is specific to my need of figuring out my body in this phase of my life. I need to do my next level of learning. I also um, am taking a class on really how I can show up and be a better person in terms of being anti-racist. And so these are all things I want to learn. I'm also learning about Pinterest um, this summer because I've always wanted to use that platform. I love making images and I've just never used it. So I want to learn and see if that in a good way um, can affect our business and how many people we can reach. Okay. Then I also want to make sure that I have fun this summer because for me, the word summer also has this element of fun built in and it's so easy given all the circumstances around us, given work, just given a lot of the pressure that we might feel under right now to not find fun. And a lot of times I think we think that fun has to be complicated. It has to be planned. It has to be expensive and that's not true. So I want to make sure to remember that on a daily basis. 
And then the last prompt on this sheet that's just for you are things that can wait until late August or whatever that time of year is for you where it's like just before school goes back. So I find that the media starts serving up ideas about lunchboxes and and backpacks and packing school lunches and back to school clothes in July. But we don't need all that then. That's media. And one of the things that I think is a muscle that we can all strengthen right now is really trusting ourselves on that and really training ourselves to wait, to wait a little bit longer, to be more patient. I feel like that's a big lesson in having stayed home for three months in a row is just that patience muscle. And we're going to be tested on that. And so This is a good way just in your own ecosystem to practice this idea of waiting, of what just doesn't need to get in the way of your fun or your project or, you know, your learning, the rest of the list, because it really could just wait until the end of August. And I think that's a really important one to remember now because it will come up for sure. Okay. So then there's a sheet that's, so that's all the questions that I'm asking you as the mom, as the person who's really trying to make these big changes on yourself so that you can get that, um, I like to call it the oxygen mask, the figurative oxygen mask on yourself and really be leading by example. Because if you just hand these sheets out to your kids, they're going to be like, why would I do this? But if you're doing it and it means something to you, then everyone's going to start thinking a little bit more in this way. So the other thing we have is a family sheet, and you might sit down around the dinner table, have a special meeting about it, and you can fill it out as a family. And this is basically making some agreements for how days can go down in a way that really supports some of your big ideas. So another one of my big ideas that I didn't really mention at the beginning of this was just not being on media all the time. You know, we, I raised my kids, we didn't have any, and now they're getting older. So they have definitely more access, but I don't want any of, I don't want myself to be on the computer all day. So if that's the goal that, and that's hard to do, then we need to have other ideas about how things can go down. So sitting down and creating some agreement around that can be really helpful. Um, And part of that will be family things, and part of that will be they get a sheet too, which we'll get into in a sec. So the family sheet has prompts for what will you do on a rainy day? How often has it been a rainy day? And you're like, bummer, there's nothing I can do. There's nothing, um, like this wasn't my summer plan. So here's a list in advance of fun things to do on a rainy day, even given the current situation. Now, when I first sat down to do this list, I was like, darn, it used to be like we could go to that museum or we could go to a movie. And it does have to be a little bit different in the current circumstance. But what can you do on a rainy day in the current circumstance? I'm sure you could think of some fun ones. What are some sunny day activities you want to do? So also that's another, right? No, we're always thinking of things, um, that might not quite fit into the weather that we get handed. So having this list of realizing what you can do is super helpful. And I actually think that even though we can't do all the things that we might normally think of in summer, this list is actually even more useful right now because given the current situation, 
sometimes we feel like there's nothing we can do because we're stuck at home. You know, we have to go out with masks. It's more complicated, all these things. Um, But if we actually have this list, then we don't have to go through that stress and we don't have to bring our family through that stress. So rainy day activities, sunny day activities, cloudy day activities. Um, As a family, what are some ways that we can make the world better this summer? Are there any trips we're going to take this summer? What are we going to do? What are some of the trips? Are there any foods that we want to experience together as a family? Maybe this is supporting a local restaurant because they're struggling right now. Maybe this is about making something together that we've always wanted to make. We've been doing a lot of that during this stay-at-home time. We my, my son started making pasta from scratch. Um, we learned how to make things that we maybe haven't made in the past. So what are some food goals as a family that you might have? What are some new rituals that you want to put into place? This is a fun one for think, kids to think about. Maybe you have a water balloon toss, or maybe you have you know, a new ritual around waking up in the morning and going on a walk or, you know, going on a walk and running through a sprinkler. So what are some new rituals that you want to do as a family? And what are some things that you want to do as a family just because it is summer and summer has a different vibe to it. And it would be really fun if you could spend your time as a family doing these things. And then last, but definitely not least, you have your plan, you have this family plan, and then what you could do is print out a plan for each child in your house. And if you have younger kids, you could do this with them. If you have older kids, you could have them do it. But because you've done the family part, there's some pieces of this that put you into an agreement, especially with the older ones who may not always want to do what you've agreed with when they come up. So each kid might have books that they need to read for school or books that they want to read for themselves. So of course, the first one is books you'll read, because if everybody has books to read, then when there's a moment when there's no work and no housework has to be done and everyone could read, then that's such a fun thing to do as a family is to each be able to read your own thing. Um, I'll never forget when that happened for the first time when I realized I didn't always have to be reading out loud, that we could just read side by side and that there was something quite nice about that. Um, It was so good. And it happened earlier, actually, than all my kids actually being able to read. So if you have a little one and you're like, oh my God, I can't wait for that. I started to realize that if I was just reading, sometimes my kids would just flip through books and look at pictures and it could entertain them long enough for me to get through a chapter or two. Okay, so each kid, books I will read is what the prompt says on the planning sheet. Projects I want to do. So if they have projects they want to do and you're trying to get work done from home, that's kind of a win-win because as you're thinking through your week um, and you say, you know, I need this two or three hour chunk to get my work project done, then all of a sudden they have a project that they can get done too. So you know, maybe you craft this a little bit together for littler ones because obviously if you're going to get work done, it shouldn't be a project that you have to be there um, making sure the smoke will come out of the volcano or whatever. It could be building a fairy house in the yard alone or um, making a book of your summer so they're just drawing, Um, whatever it happens to be, but let them think of some projects or help them think of some projects. Kids as well, like if you're thinking of healthy habits that you want, What are some healthy habits that kids might want to practice in the summer? And I know this sounds weird for a kid, but sometimes 
you know, the school year gets them out of healthy habits that they actually want. Kids like to feel rested. Kids like to feel good in their bodies too. And so what are some healthy habits that they might want to practice this summer um, to keep, you know, themselves feeling good? And if we can start to have these conversations, we are breaking down this healthcare system that we have here that tells us that we tap into it when we don't feel well. And we start showing our kids that we can create our own healthcare system that keeps us feeling healthy on a daily basis with what we can do. So I love that one. Okay. Ways I can make the world a better place than I found it. Do you see how we're all these are overlapping? So now we have this on our list, which may look different than our kids because we all have different ways that we're going to do this. And we have it on our family list as well. So they can all sort of build on each other. They can mirror each other a little bit. Um, but this gets everybody thinking about it for themselves. And then as we're pitching into the family, we we can bring that with us to the family piece. Activities just for me. So something really interesting that I found is that the second I empowered everyone to have things that are just for themselves, the more respectful everyone is of you needing to do things just for yourself. So everybody can have activities just for themselves. And that just makes the house be able to tick um, and everybody find some alone time, which is particularly important. I find if you're an introvert or any of your kids are introverts, that it doesn't always have to be about family things. And we have to really make this purposeful when we're all in one space together. Um, and then the next one is, so you get to think of activities just for you as a kid, but also then what are the activities I'm going to do with my family? And these are going to come right from the sheet that you filled out together as a family so that you're basically in agreement that I'm going to do these things. Now, this is really helpful for teens to make this agreement so that yes, there might be some attitude when they actually happen, but there won't be as much kicking and screaming and they'll come. So they're basically agreeing that these are activities that they're going to do with their family because this is on their list. And for younger kids, this is just a great rhythm thing, especially right now where everything feels a little bit uncertain. And even though our kids might not understand every part of that, I think we unintentionally can very easily bring that into the house. And so having these benchmarks of these are activities that are going to happen, that are for me, that are for the family, um, are things to look forward to. And that's really helpful um, for kids who are feeling the uncertainty of right now, which different kids pick up at different levels. But if you have one who picks that up, um, it can be hard. It can be challenging. All right. And last but not least, chores around the house, because this is the thing that I see us not doing the most as parents. I'm totally, definitely part of this myself. My husband is so much better at this than I am. And thank goodness now my kids are getting good at just thinking up of these things sometimes themselves. But what, what support do you need around the house? Now everyone's home. How can you run this more as a team? And that will help everyone get more done of what they want. And it's like, it's a, it's a strategy that helps everybody for life, right? Because if you know how to do some of these things as a kid in your own house, then 
when you go off and get your own house or you're at college, you'll know how to do these things for yourself. So don't think of this as, I wish I didn't have to make them do this. Think of it as a tool that you're giving them. Same with the food you know, peace and thinking about healthy habits. All of these are tools that no one else is teaching our kids besides us. So if we can put them in very purposefully and in a fun way into this summer structure, how, what a win-win is that? It's like our own version of, of school. So this is what I'm calling our summer planning sheets. We could call it our bucket lists, but they are milestones that reflect back. They're things that we can actually do that reflect back on some of the bigger ideas that we might be responding to in our life and given the current circumstance that we we don't want to let go of, and we don't want to get stuck in. We want to stay in motion. So again, these sheets are not meant to be heavy or as a way to solve the world. They're meant to be the little things, but the little things that if we can show up to, we stay in forward motion um, and we can really show up to this world in the way that it needs us and to our families in the way that they need us. And Really, it all starts with how we show up to ourselves in the way that we need to show up to be the best version of ourselves. So that is what I've got about summer plans. Again, I will post mine on Instagram over the course of this week. So go to Instagram and our handle is plansimple.co and come comment. You could also use the hashtag um, plansimple on your Instagram and take a photo of your plans and I will definitely come on over and comment on those. I will check those out for the next couple of weeks. You can email me any ahas you had by doing this plan, but I love to see these plans in action. So let me know how it goes for you. Again, you can go download your sheets at plansimple.com slash summer plan. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Plan Simple podcast. If you loved what you heard, the biggest compliment you can give is to share the podcast with a friend. And if you really loved what you heard, if you want to go onto iTunes and subscribe, rate, and review, that really helps us get the best guests we can and improve the podcast so that we're serving up exactly what you want to hear. I will see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast.